What's up, everyone? Hey, thanks for checking out Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio. This is the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop out of Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. My name is Nick Clark, and I'm your host. This podcast episode is all about yoga injuries. Look, you're going to get injured doing yoga. If you get injured doing yoga, don't freak out and never go back to yoga. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes we get injured um, like in a one-off experience. And sometimes we get injured because we've been out of alignment and we've been practicing out of alignment for a long period of time. All I have to say about it is that injuries are our greatest teachers, period. If you've been practicing for a really long time and you're having a specific injury coming up from your practice, it's possible that the injury is highlighting an area in your practice where you're out of alignment. And there's a possibility that you could take a look at that area, make some shifts, and get more out of your practice. Um, if you have a one-off injury, it's possible that you maybe you've been going too fast or not being as intentional in your movements or um, trying to rush the process, you know, without um, considering the possibility of taking modifications and really like understanding where it is that you are in your practice right now. So we'll just talk about a couple different ways in this podcast that you can look at what kind of injury you're getting and make some shifts so that you can continue to get the benefits out of this amazing practice, right? And the benefits that you get from this practice are um, very much rooted in the physical practice, right? Like the physical asana gives you access to a new level of vitality, a new level of um, power and freedom in your life, right? So the physical practice is incredibly important. But ultimately, when you get down to it, the wholeness of this practice is all about creating a deeper connection to who you are in your center, to um, what's going on in the world around you, to the possibility of being more present and acting upon the opportunities that are in front of you uh, in a gut instinctual way so that you can live your life to the fullest potential. And whether or not you can do... Uh, a handstand or crow pose has nothing to do with you living your life to your fullest potential. What you're looking to create in this practice is a discipline around the principles uh, within the postures. Okay, I'll say that again. You're looking to create a discipline of the principles within the postures. So you as you begin this practice, what you're looking to do is create, start to create alignment. And when I say, like when I say when you begin this practice, I mean start right now. It doesn't matter 
um, if you've been doing it for five years, right? Start right now. And in relationship to the topic of the podcast, which is injury prevention or injury recovery, start right now. Pay attention to what your injury is, why it is that it's happening, and um, start your practice right now in a brand new way. Okay, and um, and so when you're starting your practice and you're starting it right now, right, we're clear on that, then you are first looking anatomically and muscularly where you are in and out of alignment. And what this requires is that uh, it requires a whole new level of intentionality in the way that you're moving your body through your practice. Now, you may not want to hear this. Like, you may be like looking for somebody to tell you something that you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you what maybe what you don't want to hear. And what you don't want to hear is that it's possible that you've been practicing out of alignment for a long time and that you have to start over. And it's not that all the things that you did in the past don't count. They count. They count. But it's just like life. You have to start over and begin again and just wipe your lens clean and start to see this practice in a new way. And I think that that will open up some really neat ways for you to expand. Um, So you're looking right now on your new starting point uh, around alignment. And what you're looking to create in your alignment, just for a simple way to think of it, is you're looking to create um, the stacking of your bones in every single posture. You're looking to create Tadasana, otherwise known as mountain pose, and all the uh, anatomical and muscular muscular energetic principles of Tadasana and mountain pose in every single pose. Okay, so in mountain pose, just for those of you newer to the practice is, or Tadasana, mountain pose, Tadasana are the same pose, is when you're standing at the top of your mat in attention. And your bones are stacked from your feet all the way up through the crown of your head. Being in alignment, being in Tadasana is when your body is in a tall standing structure. Being out of alignment would be if you were like slumping forward or if you were leaning backwards or if you had one knee bent and the other straight and you were kind of like lopsided, right? So um, being in Tadasana would be a tall standing structure. And that's what you're looking to create in every single pose and to journey into power is the energetic principles that are occurring in Tadasana. Now Tadasana is going to look different in every single pose, right? For example, in wheel pose, which is a big back bend where your um, feet are rooted, your hands are behind your shoulders, your arms are straight, and you're in like a arc, you is completely. It looks completely different than the standing version of Tadasana. However, while you're in wheel or any other posture, you can still put in the principles of Tadasana to give you support and um, to give you the ability to protect your body while you are expanding. Okay, so remember that as we move through this podcast, that Tadasana create Tadasana in every pose. Now, creating Tadasana 
in a safe, powerful way requires a few things. First of all, it requires that you're aware of how your bones are stacking on top of each other. And I'm going to use a crescent lunge as an example for where some people are out of alignment and how that could possibly injure them if they were out of alignment and practicing for a long period of time that way. In crescent lunge, you would step your right foot forward, for example, and you would start in a low lunge. And in a low lunge, proper alignment is that your front leg, in this instance your right leg, your right knee is stacked over your right ankle, and your right knee is in line with your right hip. Okay, Out of alignment in your low lunge, in preparation for a full crescent lunge would be that your right knee is in front of your right ankle or your right knee is behind your right ankle. If your right knee is in front of your right ankle, what happens is that your hips drop down below your front knee. So that throws your hips and your pelvis out of whack in that direction. If your right knee is behind your front ankle, then your hips and pelvis go higher than your front knee which throws your pelvis and the upper part of your body out of alignment in that respect as well so again you're looking to stack your right knee over your right ankle your right knee is working to be in line with your right hip and then you um, take your torso up above your hips and extend your arms up for full crescent lunge and so once you have your legs settled in crescent lunge then you like work from your pelvis, and from your pelvis you ground down into your feet, and from your feet ex you'll extend up through the crown of your head in a long standing position. Okay, and then once you have your anatomical alignment in crescent lunge, then what you need to work on putting your focus and attention on is your muscular alignment. And creating muscular alignment is like saran wrapping your skin, your muscles, and your muscles to your bone to support your joints and to hold your bones in the position that you created anatomically. Now, you don't want to like suction your muscles in so tight that you restrict movement. So it's also really important that you put in the principle of what's called stirasuka, which is a balance between ease and intentionality so if you create a little softness in your joints in your crescent lunge then you'll be able to lift your pelvis move your hips drop your hips a little bit lower right um, and secure your bones all at the same time okay so crescent lunge is just my example here but i'm throwing it out there to introduce some new principles to you that could be helpful for you possible that hips are bothering you in your yoga practice if your hips in a crescent lunge for example have been above your front knee and also possible that if that's happening in your hips that you're also hurting your knee by having your knee behind your ankle so what I recommend in a posture like that is to do the harder thing sink your hips down lower so they're in line with your front knee. Hug your muscles to your bones. Let the muscles burn and fire up. Now focus on breathing and use your breath to carry you through the intensity of the postures. 
it's like so often people want to do a less intense posture um, but when they're doing the less intense let me say that again like so often people want think that it's easier on their body to have you know um, to not go as deep but in reality when you're not going as deep in your postures, you're actually being harder on your body because your body is out of alignment. And that's where I would say I, I typically would argue a lot of injuries come from is people um, back away from the intensity muscularly that's coming up for them when they're going deeper into their postures. Okay, and so that just like circles me back around to this idea that, right, look, it's not doesn't matter what your postures look like per se what matters the most is the principles that you're putting into your posture so if you got to know yourself and you got to know who you are and what your body is going through on a specific day it changes every day and um if for example in crescent lunge you need to drop your back knee down to the ground and in order to get your right hip in line with your front knee um, and in order to hug your muscles to your bone and in order to move your breath and to set your drishti, then do it. Drop your back knee down to the ground. It doesn't matter. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Who cares what everybody else is doing around you? Take care of yourself. So modify if you need to modify and focus on the principles of the practice more than the... Um, what you know like the the posture like the act you know like don't worry about the um being in like the biggest version of the posture as long as you're being in like alignment and intentional and creating your posture you're going to still get the same benefits and maybe even more benefits long term okay so baby steps it is all right um i would say too right it's like a lot of times people get injured in um, doing yoga because they are unaware of their body they've never been in a yoga studio before they've never been in a yoga class before and they don't um, they come in and they want to try and keep up with the teacher or they want to come in and they want to keep up with the practitioners around them you know and ultimately um, it tr this situation kind of it tricks people. I know it tricked me. It's like I came in to my first yoga class and I was trying to do everything that the people around me were doing, but I had no understanding of the length of time that the other people that were around me had been practicing. So here I am, like brand new yoga student, athlete, um, being you know totally challenged, getting my ass kicked by you know this little tiny lady next to me and I was having this compet the competition with this woman that she didn't know was going on but like I was trying to be better than her but she's been doing it for 10 years and there was no way that I could create um, that alignment and understanding that she had in my first class because I was 10 years behind her Right, And so what I think happens for a lot of people is they start trying to keep up with the people around them without having an understanding that they don't need to or where they are and without having an understanding where they are in the practice. Um, and then 
they get injured going too fast, doing too much, you know, not activating their hands, not activating their feet, not hugging their muscles to their bone, not being intentional, um, just trying to survive and injuries occur, right? And then you know, a lot of times people probably stop coming back to yoga. You know, I know like I've read in uh, one of Barron's books, he talks about wrist injuries if you're new to yoga you're going to have wrist injuries typically because not a lot of people have been taught how to use their hands and how to use the muscles in their hands and so when you come into an intense baptiste yoga practice and your all of your body weight is on your hands and you don't know how to muscularly and anatomically use your hands in order to support your body weight that ultimately people jam their wrists down into the ground. Happened to me all the time. I used to get my wrists jammed all the time because I had no understanding of how to create structure in my hands. And then what I realized is it hadn't, didn't just have to do with my hands. It had to do with my whole body. You know, if my feet were just hanging off of my ankles like cooked noodles, then my whole body was heavier. So if I was doing a handstand, for example, and my toes were dangling around like pieces of fruit hanging off of a tree, and my whole body was put all like all that weight, that extra weight is being dropped down into my hands, and then my hands weren't active, and so instead of them being dropped into my hands, they were being slammed into my wrists, and my wrists were being jammed into the floor, and ultimately I was having wrist issues, and I was fucking pissed about it because it sucked, it really just had to do with the fact that I had a lack of understanding of where it was that I wasn't hugging in or what I was supposed to be doing, you know. So it wasn't my fault, but it was my greatest teacher. And luckily, when I jumped in to do yoga, I jumped into a yoga training program and um, did it for a long period of time, a 200-hour yoga training program long enough to where I realized I could make some shifts so that I could stay healthy. Okay, so... I know that was like a little bit of a tangent, and you're going to get that with me. <laughs> um, but, you know, point being that there's a whole lot more to this practice than just um, running through the poses. You know, people, in Baptiste Yoga, we teach a specific sequence from start to finish, and it's different every single day. Um, based off of where you are and what you are working on. There's hundreds of things to be working on every single day in your practice, okay? So um, I would say that, you know, being intentional, like do your very, very best no matter what your ability is to be intentional. You don't have to keep up with the people around you. And also, you don't have to keep up with the teacher. You know, even if the teacher is teaching a really slow, good-paced class, right, you don't have to keep up with the teacher. You can slow down. You can take some poses out. You can do whatever you need to to take care of yourself. You know? Um, and um, I think that's a really important thing to remember because, you know, if you have somebody who's a leader in the front of the room or, you know, a perceived leader in the front of the room and they're moving a class through pretty swiftly, you know, they what they're saying in their words at least at spotted dog yoga and the way that they're trained, what they're saying is that they see the people in front of them have the ability to move at that speed. And, you know, we teach our teachers to teach into the people in front of them. You know, so um, 
But if for some reason that speed isn't working because you have an injury, right? Teachers aren't mind readers. You have to take care of yourself. And that's a really a beautiful part about this practice is like, okay, um, nobody really knows what is happening inside of my body on a given day. You know, I there's a the consistent in the space is the yoga practice it's the consistent you and i as human beings we're the inconsistent part of the practice and so when we come to a practice and we do something that's consistent and we leave we feel good because it brings us back to balance back to into harmony yeah um but point in saying that is that you only you know what you have to do to take care of yourself okay so Work on being intentional, work on creating alignment uh, muscularly and anatomically. Pay attention to the speed of your movement. Notice if you're integrating, you know, your hands, your feet, and your core, and you're connecting to your center, or if you're just sloppily flopping through your practice. Um, you know, notice if you're like hugging in too tightly or if you're melt if you're like flopping around like a wet fish and see if you can find a balance between the two we call that stirasuka it's a balance between softness and firmness <laughs> flopping around like a fish i know you maybe you think that's funny or well but i've seen it and there's probably some of you out there who flop around like a fish and uh, i probably did when i first started too right so i'm not saying that's bad <laughs> you know um and then i the only thing the other thing i would say at the end of this you know is in regards to preventing injuries or paying attention to where you're getting injured is that uh, don't don't flop into any poses don't stop creating tadasana at the back end of your practice so often people get done with um the so we go right if you want to know more about this you can go um to past podcasts that i've put up but basically there's 11 series within journey into power sequence the first one's integration then things heat up with awakening and vitality and then we balance out a little bit in equanimity get grounded in the grounding series and then from the grounding series you do the most intense aspect of the class which is igniting and then from igniting you do stability to support your back and by creating more strength in the front side of your body right and then from stability stability is like very intense like abdominal core front body work we from there we go into the opening series and the opening series is deep hip work well what happens a lot of times is people in a lot of practices uh, different modalities of practices a lot of people just turn off in this part of the practice they like drop over you know the the soft comforting music comes on and they just relax their muscles and they roll over to the right side and half pigeon and they untuck their toes and they just like relax down and there's nothing wrong with it you know if that's the way you practice um in your in like your studio and whatnot but at Ben Baptiste yoga and what I firmly believe to be very true um is that we tell people stay active keep creating tadasana even in the opening series which is half pigeon half pigeon double pigeon double pigeon f frog even in the release series which is single seated leg extension right leg and left leg seated forward fold both legs 
you know, even all the way through to the rejuvenation series when you're doing headstand, handstand, shoulder stand, the only posture that you are resting in and not paying attention to your alignment and whatnot is Shavasana. That's it. The only resting pose is Shavasana. If you've never had that, like, viewpoint of the practice and you've always thought, like, the other, that the poses before that are resting poses, just shift your perspective and and consider that you're working on creating Tadasana from start to finish, from child's pose all the way to the end. And when you get to Shavasana, you can rest. That's deep rest. And you will rest deeper than ever if you work on creating Tadasana and anatomical alignment and muscular alignment, Stira Sukha Asana, Ujjayi, Drishti, all those things. If you work on creating those from start to finish and then just let go in Shavasana, you will melt into the ground. You will feel like you are blending into the earth and spinning in the rotation of the earth or something like that. <laughs> you know, like totally. You, will, you can rest on a totally different level and you'll have less injuries because... When people stop creating Tadasana, even in the resting postures, that ultimately your body comes out of alignment. And if you do it one time, you may not notice it as much as if you do it like four or five years in a row, then your body's going to show you that you're out of alignment. And what I don't want to have happen is I don't want to have people work so hard in a yoga practice for five, ten years and then quit because their body's getting injured. What I do want to have happen is I want people to get into yoga practice and to be intentional and purposeful from the get-go. And um, if they do end up having injuries, I want them to look at where those injuries are coming up, make adjustments, and continue coming because your body can handle it. Your body is meant to handle it. It's great for your body. Um, but it's going to take some adjustments. And sometimes those adjustments got are like mental adjustments too. Okay? So that's what I got for you. It's kind of a nice little breakdown. I did have notes because I wanted to be more organized, but I'm sure I went off like a, a uh, Labrador retriever chasing a squirrel five or six times. So I hope it was somewhat entertaining for you. I will say this. In July, we have a program coming up that is called Awaken. Uh, we have a program right now in session. It's phenomenal. So many great people in it. Um, but Awaken is a yoga program that is designed for, for any level practitioner. It's designed for you if you're brand new. And I recommend it more than anything in the world. If you want to use, if you want to stop going from one workout routine to another workout routine, looking for the one that's perfect for you, if you want to stop doing that and you want to create a yoga lifestyle where you are living in a wholer, more fulfilled way and you feel good and smells are smellier and things that you see are brighter and things that you taste are tastier, then you most definitely should do Awaken 100% because what you'll learn is, like I did, you'll learn a rock-solid foundation from the beginning and uh, you'll avoid injury You'll avoid a whole lot of frustration. You'll start to understand more and more of the depth of this practice that there is. Um, and you'll set yourself up to create a long-lasting, committed relationship with your yoga mat. Um, and it'll change your life. And really, I believe that anyone brand new should do this, this training, Awaken Yoga Training. And those of you that have been doing it for five years, ten years... 
those of you who feel really well versed in this practice, you should do it too because what happens is that we forget. We forget what it's like to be a beginner. We forget um, uh, to pay attention and to be intentional because we start going through the rhythm and the routine of the practice and we forget about the importance of challenging ourselves. And ultimately what happens is we do. We get injured or we get you know bored or whatever it is um, and we forget about the value that this brings to our life and how it impacts everyone in our life, not just us, but our, the people that are around us. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that uh, if you want to really stay consistent and make it a lifelong practice, that you should constantly be training from the beginning stages all the way through um, your, your life, your yoga journey life. Okay, so check out Awaken Yoga Program. You can send me a message, um, geez, on probably any social media platform, but I would say just send me a message um, here on Anchor, or you can check out spotteddogyoga.com. There's a yoga training page. I would check it out. Um, you can sign up for a call with me, or you can just put your information in and get a series of emails on Awaken, um, you know, and uh, bring your friends and do it with them too. Okay. That's my blurb on Yoga for Injuries. Again, my name is Nick, and uh, I love talking about yoga. It's what I love doing. Um, and uh, I hope that you have gotten a whole lot out of this podcast. Again, this is the official podcast for Spotted Dog Yoga and Sub Shop out of Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com for great in-studio and online classes and programs. Have a great rest of your day. Namaste.